If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Monday, January 25th. S&P futures are up about seven to eight points. That's about 20 basis points. NASDAQ futures are surging about 115 points. That's about 90 basis points. So you are seeing a continuation of growth outperformance. That's what you saw last week as well. Sharp rebound in growth momentum last week versus cyclical value, sparked in large part by the Netflix report. Um, and then that continued throughout the remainder of the week. And that so far this morning is a pattern you're seeing, um, you know, a big reversal back into growth out of cyclical value. In Europe, the major indices had a bid this morning. They've since reversed back to about unchanged. Again, big outperformance in tech. Tech is up about a percent, and you are seeing underperformance in industrials, banks, and especially epicenter names. So a lot of the stocks that are most levered to COVID, airlines, hotels, uh, travel, leisure, aerospace, et cetera, those are all very weak in Europe. Um, Philips and Siemens Energy are the only major earnings reports out of Europe this morning. Both those stocks are trading up a bit after their numbers. Asia generally traded higher across the board. Um, with some mild underperformance in Taiwan and India. So from the U.S. perspective this morning, um, you know, again, those three pillars of the rally of uh, extreme stimulus, strong earnings, vaccine optimism, all are largely in place, although you are seeing some mild shifts at the margin. So on the stimulus front, you know, there's been a ton of reporting over the last, you know, really going back till Thursday, about how Biden's 1.9 trillion plan, um, you know, is encountering obstacles in Congress as one should have expected, given that it's a hugely controversial piece of uh, legislation calling for enormous spending um, following a period of time in which the Congress has already allocated trillions of dollars to COVID. So, um, you know, not only are you seeing pushback from Republicans, but you're also seeing some pushback from moderate Democrats, um, which suggests that even if Democrats were to pursue reconciliation, which requires only a simple majority, you're going to have to still make some adjustments to it. Um, we, uh, I sent around a large um, update on how I think all the fiscal stimulus um, is going to play out over the coming months. Um, you know, I do think that this 1.9 trillion bill um, is probably going to get cut at least by 50% to the extent they want to really pass it relatively quickly, and that means by March. Um, and then I think, you know, you have a huge agenda that's going to follow this, including the second re- bill, the recovery bill, along with immigration, health care, et cetera, a lot of kind of non-COVID, non-financial items that Biden really wants to pursue. So if you expend a lot of your political capital, if you expend a ton of time trying to push through this um, economic rescue bill at a time when, you know, the COVID the U.S. COVID overhang, at least, is abating slightly, and you do have the vaccine process accelerating. Um, I just don't think it makes a lot of sense for Biden to sit here and expend a ton of political capital on the $1.9 trillion bill. So like I said, I would suspect you'll see that um, get cut probably pretty substantially um, you know, as they attempt to push it through Congress. Uh, on the earnings front, you know, last week, 
you know, the, the initial part of the earnings season has really been dominated by banks. The headline numbers have been spectacular as far as reported EPS versus expectations. Um, you know, somewhat illusionary for the banks in that it's a huge part of the upside is uh, a reversal of credit reserves, which investors tend to discount, um, you know, as far as an indicator of under underlying earnings, um, underlying earnings strength, which is why you have not seen banks trade well at all throughout earnings season, despite big upside. Um, you know, I think as far as the overall headline figures are concerned, especially that 2022 S&P consensus of $195, if anything, that probably has upside risk so far coming out of um, this earnings season. But I think some of the particulars that we've seen, um, you know, I think investors have been a little bit underwhelmed. So this coming week is going to be the busiest of the season as far as the volume of reports. You have a ton of major companies spread throughout a variety of different industries. Um, I sent around previews for every one of them yesterday. Um, it's in the latest um, Vital Catalyst Watch. So check that out on the website. Um, but I think obviously this week, you know, earnings will be very much in focus. On the COVID front, you have a bunch of negative headlines out of Europe, just talking about, you know, more restrictions being placed. Um, you know, the UK is considering tighter border restrictions. France potentially could re-enter a lockdown. Um, you know, there was an article quoting, you um, an official at Element Capital talking about how markets in Europe are not appreciating the risks from some of these new mutant strains of COVID. Um, you know, so a lot of obviously that's weighing on a lot of the epicenter names in Europe this morning. Uh, domestically, it's a little bit better. California apparently is going to be easing some of its lockdown restrictions today. So obviously that's a mild positive. Um, and then, you know, we could be seeing these, um, you know, the Johnson Johnson phase three data could hit any day. That's obviously going to be a huge catalyst for um, the entire vaccination process. So a little bit of a mixed tone as far as Europe versus U.S. Um, with regards to COVID. So those are all the major themes and trends for today. Obviously, a ton more news. I have everything in the piece this morning, so be sure to check that out. Um, as far as the calendar is concerned for today, it's very sparse as far as scheduled news is concerned. You really only have one major earnings report in the U.S., Kimberly Clark, that will be out before the open um, Biden is going to be announcing, um, he's going to be signing an executive order just talking about um, aiming at boosting U.S. manufacturing. It's kind of one of those buy American type of executive orders. Um, he has executive orders signed, uh, lined up for every day of this week on a variety of different topics. You know, as was the case under Trump, these orders are mostly symbolic. They're aimed to, um, you know, I think they more are, are, they symbolize a policy intention versus actually shifting, um, you know, the actual policy on the ground. So I would not read too much into it. I don't think it really is all that meaningful. Um, and then, like I said before, some of the other major events this week, you have the Fed on Wednesday, you have uh, Q4 GDP from the U.S., some U.S. inflation numbers, and then a ton of earnings. And like I said before, I have all I have previews for all of that um, in the Vital Catalyst Watch that I published yesterday. So that is pretty much everything for this morning. Uh, thank you for listening.